Welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Man, a lot of shit happened this week, man. Just when you think nothing's going to happen, a shitstorm yeah, of stuff happened. There's a lot of little little things. I didn't I didn't have any news stories up until today, and then I like looked at everything, and I was just like, what is going on? I mean, it's been three or four days now since the IGN plagiarism incident thing and that's just gone out of more out of out of hand so what's up everyone generation x gaming is a weekly podcast because there are a few of the top stories in the past week and we rant along the way if you're joining us for the first time we're here mixer on mixer live at 8 p.m eastern every single thursday well all 44 weeks of 52 we're, we're we're usually here um this is our third month fourth month starting our fourth month on mixer doing this podcast if you mix missed any of the past broadcasts from the past four years a lot of content you can go to youtube and check that out or you can listen to us on itunes google play spotify and i forget the there's there's one more out there that i keep forgetting um we're on all platforms so thanks for listening thanks for watching on youtube and itunes and all the other ones power 96 monster jam <laughs> on today's show we're gonna i'm gonna talk about no man's sky a little bit um, we're going to talk about Battlefield 5 pre-orders. Do we have to? A little bit. Um, All we're, right. We're going to be talking about Madden football, right? Please. Okay. <laughs> but we're going to take the point of, we're going to take the point because uh, Angry Joe came out with a nice rant. I like listening to his rant. He reminds me of us. Um, we're going to talk about that in Madden football in general. We're going to talk about EA, right? So we have a lot, it's an EA heavy pack show uh, this week. Uh, we're going to talk about Fallout 76. Because uh, QuakeCon was this past weekend. They talked about a lot of the card perks and stuff like that. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to go over Bungie's patch notes from, or not patch notes, but uh, the weekly twab about Forsaken at the end of the show. Uh, we're going to talk about reviews. Reviews in general. Um, the state of reviews in this day and age of video games. And then we're going to talk about IGN's uh, plagiarism scandal that's going on. Uh, so that is... All the stuff that's on the show today, and there's a little bit of extra stuff if we have time that I can bring up. Uh, there's a cool sale going on right now. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll start off the show with that. If you are a person that's looking to get an Xbox One X, and you don't want to pay $500, and you have an Xbox One sitting at home, or an Xbox One S, you can trade it in right now at GameStop. They're doing a $300 credit towards Xbox One X if you have an Xbox One S. Okay, or a PlayStation 4. They're giving you $300 credit towards that. And if you have an Xbox One original, like I do, okay, they're giving you $200 credit, so you can get it for $300. So, it's a pretty decent, pretty decent thing. So, if you're looking into getting an Xbox One X, and you have a 4K TV already, you might want to go ditch your old Xbox and get a new one. All right, so 
This is that's 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 uh, GameStop's last grasp for for stuff. Man. Right. They're, they're like, they're we're going out of business. Buy a T-shirt. Buy a T-shirt. Give me your old Xbox One. Um, so I've been playing more of No Man's Sky, right? And I've been playing a crap ton. I'm like 75, 77 hours into the Xbox version. And this week I've had a bunch of goals, right? I wanted to get my my uh, Exo vehicle, the Exo uh, or Rover. And this whole thing, man, took forever. It took me like 11, 12 hours to go through what you had to do to get the vehicle. Now, it was, it was fun because I was doing other things. But, man, if you just did that, it would take you like eight to nine hours just to get the vehicle. Because you have to build a base, right? And you have to build a specific part of the base to get your overseer, right? So you... You have to build a base, right? Then you got to build the overseer's uh, setup, like the desk. And then you have to go find an overseer. So just those steps right there, it sounds it sounds simple, right? It sounds simple. You just build a room, build a computer, and go go find an overseer. But no. Before you can build the room, you're like, oh, I need 500 ferrodite dust, and I need this. So you have to go farm that. Then you build the billet. Then you get the plans, and you build the computer. Then it says... Go to a space station and find an overseer. He could be in the space station that you that you first go to, or he might not be, right? So you have to go to other stations to try to find this. Four hours later, you, you have a guy, and he's, and he's behind the desk. Then he says, I'll give you the blueprints for the scientist. Cool. Go do this. Go do this, this, this. So you go do this, this, and this. He gives you the plans. Now you got to build another room. Need another 500 stuff to build a square room instead of a circle room. Okay, so it's like a tutorial. Okay, it's a tutorial. But at the same time, it's like I'm 60-something hours in at this moment. Okay, and I'm still playing the tutorial. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. I'm loving it. I'm not bitching about it. I'm just telling you how it is, right? So then once you get the scientist, right, the scientist is like, well, I can give you blueprints for this, 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 and this. Go do this, this, and this for me. And you're like, okay, great. And the overseer's like, I'll give you the new blueprint for the weaponsmith if you go do this for me. And you're like, okay. So then you go do the – and you're doing this over and over and over again for the scientist, for the farmer, for the weaponsmith, for the overseer. And then once you have all that done, then you finally, finally get to build your, your rover. And then once you build your rover, okay, then you have to start putting stuff into it, right? You got to update, upgrade the scanner. You gotta upgrade the 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 lasers, right? You have to upgrade the the jet boost. You gotta upgrade. I mean, I'll tell you what, it's a great streaming game. Bless you. It's a great streaming game, okay? Because there's just so much downtime, but yet you can just you don't have to really focus. You can just do your thing, talk to your chat, and you're still getting things completed, right? So after that, I wanted to make a farm. Okay, so I started planting. Uh, I had to make these these beds to put the farm in. Then I had to go get the. Why Why do you have to make a farm? Well, you got to make a farm so you get. Um, otherwise, you're literally just going out in the world all the time to different plants. So let's say you need uh, uh, ice crystals. Okay, let's say you need ice crystals. You would have to go find a planet. Okay, that sells you frost crystals. Okay, frost crystals are used to make glass. Okay, so you could either. Learn the recipe for frost crystals and then make your own farm for frost crystals and then collect those every half hour, hour, 
okay, and then make those take the resources, then make your glass. Or you can get in your ship, you can fly out to space, you can go to a random location and see if you can find frost crystals on a planet. And then once you have that planet, then you can put a, um, you know, a base on there so you can go travel there to get out. Right. So you're trying to make everything easier on yourself, right? Um, trying to make everything look easier, or trying to make your whole thing much easier and more uh, work smarter, not harder, basically. So I, I I built a farm on my frigate, okay. But on your frigate, you're 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 up there, and I'm putting the farm, building the beds, putting the the, the crystals in there, and then I have to expand. And I'm like, oh, I'm out of. I need cobalt, and then I need to take that cobalt and make it into ionized cobalt, and then I need to get carbon, and then I make the condensed carbon. And you like run out of stuff, and you're like, okay, I have to get new stuff. So you have to leave your ship. And you have to go back to the plan. I don't like. I don't like the way that that game is only three feet in front of your face. It's constantly. I, I don't. Juggling. I don't like. I don't like the fact that you can't find out the materials that you need you and can. then get the list and go through it. No, you Not can. that I have to get this. No, uh, no. I, I don't know anything else. Then you, I got to get this. You can do exactly and then, what and then, you're saying. And if I don't have inventory space, I can't mix stuff in my inventory. That's, that's the big thing. That's, it gets. It gets ridiculous. That's the big thing. So basically, early game is. You're, you're juggling the small spots that you have. So early game, I suggest to anybody, what you want to do is you either want to make trade routes early and get, your, and get your, um, your, your pods together so you can get more spots for cargo. Once you do that, um, once you do that, then it makes it easier for you to uh, juggle the resource spots that you have, right? So that, that's, that's the main thing. Once I did that, Right now, I today I started to do a trade route. Trade route's super easy and super simple, but you have to know what you're doing, right? So what I did, I watched somebody on YouTube, okay, and they're like, "Oh, you make a trade route, and you're gonna go here, and then this planet, and then go here, and then go to this planet, and go here in this system." And I was just like, "Why is he doing it that way?" There's a much easier way to do it. And what I did, okay, so I, I took what they were doing, and I made it better. Okay, so basically. I go right underneath the trade post, right? Right underneath the trade post, I built a base right underneath the trade depot, wherever I go in the systems. I build a portal, okay, in my little base. I label each one, trade route one, okay, scientific, number one, trade one. Then I go to the next thing, go trade route one, mining, trade spot two. And then all I do is buy stuff from one, Go through the portal, go to two, sell it. Buy stuff at two, go through the portal, go to three, sell it. And that's all I've been doing. So today, in three and a half hours, I made $17 million. Okay. $17 million, which sounds like a lot, but it really isn't. Well, because the ship's for like $180 million. Oh, yeah. You, know? you can get a ship for it's like $116 million, right? Yeah. And, and stuff like that. So Yeah, but if, it, that, if, you, but if you made $17 million in three hours, that says that in about a week, you get yourself on another ship. Right. Well, even faster than that. I had to set everything up, right? I had to set the portals up. I had to set the things up. Now, what's really cool, and I figured out, and I never really paid attention to this when I was, when I was doing it. Every time a ship lands at the trade post, it's bringing trade goods in, right? So let's say I bought everything out of, their, out of the Galactic Trader from that trade post. It's empty. Every minute that goes by or every ship that lands, it brings in one or two of that same material. So if you just sit around, it'll fill back up. So what you want is you want multiple trade routes. So you'll do, let's say, trade route one, which is scientific mining and, let's say, advanced metals, whatever. And you have that set. 
You do that. Ro you do is that, that a class? Is that a class you're taking, or is that an actual thing that's happening in the? No, it's an actual thing. There's seven different classes in the in the game, uh, or systems, right? So there's like uh, uh, power. Uh, there's uh, mining. There's technological, scientific, uh, and I forget the other ones. Power generation. So once you do that one round, if you ever go back to the same spot where you were, it's not going to have as much goods to to buy and sell. So you have to make multiple trade routes. But I'm in the structure right now. I'm building the structure for my trade route. So once this is all said and done, I can literally go in two minutes, grab all the stuff I need, tra travel to the next one, and sell that material within two to three minutes. So I have. I'm getting it pretty. I'm getting it pretty good. I'm getting it pretty good. Um, Sarge, is your is your audio level? Is it your gain? Is it back down to the, to the normal where it was before? On your microphone? Uh, yeah, I moved it right back to where it was. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm having fun in No Man's Sky. I'm, I'm going to go back in and finish my trade route. Uh, and then my next thing after that is I'm just going to try to find a better ship because I'm going to have money. I'm building up my money now so I could find an S-Class ship so I could have more slots and then I could do more trading and so on and so forth. I have to say, um, No Man's Sky to me reminds me a little bit of the love I had for Minecraft back in the day. Not because of building or anything like that. The building mechanic in this game needs to get worked on. But they're they're constantly, constantly updating this game, which is really cool. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about No Man's Sky and what what the potential is now is much better than it was. It's a grindy game, but I love the grind because I'm figuring it out. And once you figure it out, then then you're good to go. So that's No Man's Sky. Um, the update. I'm really loving it still. I'm 70 hours. I'll probably pay about 200 hours uh, before the next game comes out, which the next big game to come out is the beta. Uh, for Well, actually, Destiny 2's Forsaken is coming out in September, and then the beta for Fallout 76 is in October. So I, I'm going to play this game a lot for the next couple until, weeks. Until Red Dead Redemption. Which is the end of October, right? So going into that, the end of October... The next topic we're going to talk about is Battlefield Five. Let me uh, let me bring up the let me bring up the video for Battlefield Five here. Dun 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 dun. Um, do they have the Battlefield Five? They should. Where is it? Let me go back to this. We have the new Battlefield Five trailer that came out today. I believe it came out today. And at the very end, yeah, at the very end of this trailer, they show a little bit of the Battle Royale. So we'll watch that real fast. Da, 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 da. And there's just, there's, there's so much, uh, I'm starting, I'm starting to worry about the credibility of anything online anymore with the amount of hate that goes on. Right. Here we go. Let's let's watch the video, the new video. <clears throat> this is the official Battlefield uh, YouTube channel that we're watching it off of. Does it start off with in a world?
Uh, of course, my thing's not gonna load. Now watch, watch the very end here, the, the trailer at the end here. You notice the big round circle? It's, that's the, that's the, the wall closing in for Battle Royale. It's a big flame cloud that goes towards the center. Right, so they tease, they tease a little bit. They tease a little bit there. Now, I'll have it play, I'll have it play again in the background while we're talking about it. Did you notice what wasn't really in this trailer this time around? Yeah, they 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 think they think that because we don't see the girl with the metal hand that now it's all going to be better. Can someone pet my head? <laughs> they they show they show girls in here briefly, briefly for little little bits of time, but they don't they don't linger. They don't linger this time around, right? So Battlefield's pre-orders are are down they're down, right? They're just not getting pre-ordered right now. Because one, what was that? What was the main guy's name that insulted us? What was, what was his name again? Soderman. Soderman. Yes. Soderman. So Soderman, when they, when they originally at E3 came out with the trailer and talked about this, he was like, you guys are idiots, right? No, he didn't say you're idiots. He says that because the way we reacted for the females in the game were uneducated. Oh, right. That's what he... That's what he said. We're uneducated. Uneducated. Yeah. So yeah, it's a good thing he would. It's a good thing he left the company. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that as as well, right? So Soderlund, uh, basically insulted his whole fan base, right? And we we've talked about this on this podcast before, right? I've always said that no matter what you do, right? No matter what you do in life or whatever, if you're a sports team fan or anything like that, you don't want to insult your hardcore fans, right? And your hardcore fans, you can see it right now happening uh, really bad in Star Wars as well, okay? Star Wars as well is is shitting on their fan base. Their hardcore fan base, the people that go out and buy the shirts and the and the mugs and all this other stuff, uh, they're, not, they're not showing up anymore. So Battlefield, Soderlund spoke out and said that we're a bunch of idiots, uneducated, basically, right? Uneducated, so basically we're idiots. And... We're showing, we're showing the, the people that are the hardcore fans of Battlefield. They've been playing Battlefield, and the reason they played Battlefield since 2002, which is 15, 16 years of, of this franchise, is because we like the era of war, right? If it's, if it's modern or if it's, like, it, this wouldn't have been a big deal. But I'm, but I'm, educa but I'm uneducated. Right, now. this wouldn't have been a big deal if this was Bad Company 3, okay, and it was modern day, and there was women in the military. There would be no problem because there's actually women in the military in this day and age, right? That are in the field shooting guns 
and out there. Yeah, but but don't make it don't make it a part don't make it that's not that wasn't the reason. No, that, that was it, the, it, it was the reason because there was I a woman with a hook at hand. Yeah, I don't it's it's it goes I, together. If it goes you together. if you interview if you interview the hardcore gaming base of Battlefield, okay, and you ask them if they have a problem with a, with a picking a female character in the game, we don't give a shit. No, no, no it's not about it's right. It's it's the it's, it's the, the era. I, I know it's this the, sounds dumb. It's I know the this era sounds of dumb. The thing and the realism but when you of what decide to pick an era, yeah, or you decide to pick an era. It has to be not not PC, but it has to be set in reality for the time period. Right. Okay. You're not going to have a a handicapped woman with a sniper rifle outrunning tanks in World War II. Right. I'm sorry, you're breaking immersion just a little bit. Right. It's if it's, it was if it was 2142 and you wanted to be half Terminator and stuff, right. then. You set the goal. You set the bar of where we are, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's doable." The 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 reason though people are upset is this is not a Call of Duty game, right? This is a Battlefield game. It's close though, right? No, it's getting closer. Close. It's getting closer, right? The people in the Battlefield series like the authenticity authenticity of what Battlefield was, right? Like they could have chose to put a woman in any of the okay, any of the time they could have taken. For any of the modern warfare, modern warfare or uh, Battlefield Three, Battlefield Four, right? Bad Company One, Bad Company Two. They could have chose to put a woman character in any of those, in any of those situations. But they waited for World War Two to come back around, and then they implement not only just a woman, but a woman that's handicapped. That wouldn't, that wouldn't, wouldn't happen. And I understand we're supposed to break the immersion of well, it's a video game. And it's supposed to be entertaining. Cool. Cool. I'll go play Call of Duty then. Not that I will. Because that didn't take itself seriously. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't authentic realism. I'll go play something else that wants to implement stuff like that. But the Battlefield... Um, and then when the guy insulted, when Soderlund insulted the fans, the fans are now, you know, voting with their money. And they're not pre-ordering. Right? They're not pre-ordering. Um, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, bro. I don't think I'm getting it. I don't think I'm gonna get it either. At, at you know this what I'm point. saying? Do you, do you know what that sounds like coming out of my mouth? I'm not gonna get a Battlefield game. But at the same time, I the reason I'm not getting it is not because of the women, not because of the the hook hand, is because I totally forgot that Red Dead Redemption Two was coming out a week later, a week later. So for me to justify paying sixty dollars for a Battlefield game, and then I'm probably not gonna touch it after that first week. Uh, it's dumb. It's a dumb move for me. Yeah, but see, if it, if the game did what it's supposed to do, is hook you back into World War II, and make it like this epic struggle with World War II, you would have gotten it. You would have you would have none questions about it. You would have it would be a game in your rotation. Right, right. But because of but because of the stuff that's swirling around it, that it's not it's not really the World War II game you're looking for. They're they're still fucking around. They're trying to put BR in there. They're trying to do all this stuff with it, and instead of it just being "Where's my battlefield right, game?" Where's my battlefield game? Right, right. You're not, you're not calling on me anymore. You don't give a shit. I'm you okay. Shit. I'm okay if they're look. I'm okay if they change it a bit. I'm, I'm okay with that. But I, I, tr I personally am truly not buying it because I can only buy a certain amount of games, and there's a lot of games coming out. There's a lot of games coming out. Right, right now I'm enjoying, uh, No Man's Sky, uh, State of Decay, right, uh, Boundless. The game I've been playing for a year and a half, okay, is coming out full release for PlayStation and for PC now. That's coming out in September, okay. Uh, Forsaken DLC is coming out for for Destiny Two is coming out. I'm gonna play that, okay. So from September 
to October, was it 16th, 14th? That's when Battlefield comes out. And then a week later comes Red Dead Redemption. And then a week later comes the beta for Fallout 76. There's just way too many games. So Battlefield, to me, is, is getting ticked down. It's getting ticked down because, one, I, I bought Star Wars Battlefront 1. I bought Star Wars Battlefront 2. I bought Battlefield 1. Okay? And every single time I bought one of these games, you don't really need it from day one. You really don't need it from day one. You could wait till after Christmas, pay half the price, and then get all the stuff later. And be okay with it because that's what kind of game it's turned into. It's turned into a casual shoot 'em first person shooter. Oh, okay, you guys want to play? Like we do every Thursday, you know, every once in a while. We're like, hey, you want to go play Battlefield One? Sure, let's go do it. Yeah, but I I really like playing full squad I love and it. possibly full team battlefield yeah. games. Yeah, I love that. Right? That's that's the fun of it is the full squad team of battlefield games. Not this Call of Duty bullshit. Not this other shit that's going on. Like, no. Yeah. No. So the clip, no. the clip at the very end with the battle with the uh the battle royale, I hope they don't go one on one. I hope it's not one man every or you know, you're one person of a hundred and everyone for themselves. Because again, I don't want to, I don't want the same BR experience. If I if I get a BR system, I want squads. I want basically what Fortnite's doing where it's 50 versus 50 or 25. Like there's there's five groups, you know, a squad of four, five, something, something where it's hardcore, meaning once you're dead, you're done. Okay. And it might be 49 guys versus two. And those two guys have to make it to the middle on those. The 49 guys are making it to the middle and you fight to the end, but it's just 50 versus 50. I'm okay if you do a, ba a battle royale like that. I don't want to do a battle royale. If I want to do a battle royale with the other stuff, I'll just go play those other games. PUBG, Fortnite, uh, Paladins, uh, Roy, Roy Realm, Realm Royale. Uh, I'll do any of those. So EA, to me, is getting really iffy on how it's, it's doing the... The squad mode cost extra. I hope you're being uh, joking I, about that. I think he, he, yeah, I think he's that's that's sarcasm. Because okay. if it's not sarcasm, <laughs> it's it's over. So let's talk about EA in general right now, right? EA's in 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 bad waters, right? One because all the loot box shit that was happening last year. Then they come out with the with the battlefield, and people are not happy because of the the woman or the hook hand or the authenticity of it. Uh, and then with FIFA and Madden, okay, they're just charging a shit ton of money, okay, to get stuff in the game that you used to get in the game for free, okay? So if you guys haven't seen it, okay, let me bring, let me bring it up, okay? Let me bring up Angry Joe's uh, video. He does it. He does it justice, right? I'm going to show you Angry Joe's <clears throat> rant on this. Where is it now? Hey, I'm just happy someone finally said it. it if he, what, the, the thing he does the best, though, is he says it's straight, and then he shows you the Metacritic score. Like, right. how, far, how far off do you have to be before you start asking questions? Right. If, if, if every reviewer gives it an 8.9 or a 9.1 or a 9, like every reviewer, but the Metacritic score across everybody who actually plays the fucking game is like, it's a 5-4. It's a 6. Yeah, it's... Like, it's, it's... you can't have that big a discrepancy unless they're being paid to review it that way. 
That's the way it works now. Well, okay. They are paid reviews. Angry are Joe paid reviews. said something pretty interesting during his review, right? He says, I don't get how it's getting 8.5 or 9s. He's like, the people that are reviewing this have to be brand new people that have never played another Madden before, and they're like fresh eyes, right? So they don't know what the old Maddens were. So they're reviewing it and going, hey, you know what? This is a pretty good game, as is. But if you are a Madden fan, like, I think the last Madden I bought, which I didn't buy, my wife bought it for me. What year was when Brett Favre was on the cover, and Brett it was, Favre. and he, and it was he was on the Jets? I think that was like 2011, 2010. It's been like it's been seven, seven years I think since I bought a Madden, and I stopped buying Madden. I didn't buy that year. I got it for free because it came with the package of Red Zone. Okay. So technically, I didn't even buy it. Okay, <laughs> that's the only way you got Madden, right? Because I, you got the red zone. You got the red for zone your, for TV for for the team. Yeah. So the Madden football, and I've talked about this every year around this time when Madden comes out. I say I'm not getting it because all they do is take something that was in like 1997. Okay, they take it out, they bring it back seven years later, and they go, "Look at this brand new mode we put in." Right? Yeah, because they think because they think that we're fucking stupid. Right? Like they, they don't they, they don't realize the that gamers are playing games longer. We can look back. I I played that. Yeah. Yeah. They change. They changed. They changed the fucking uh uh the the animation. So the tippy toe here. That's not new. That was in three years ago, and you brought it back. So basically, they're charging you sixty dollars. Okay, eighty dollars. Yep. Okay, for lineup changes. Lineup changes now. In the past, I said the I think Madden and FIFA should go along the lines, and Angry Joe even says it in this his review. Okay, but you can check it on this podcast and past past broadcast. I said their model should be free to play, and then you charge, okay, every year for the new roster. Right? It's and, EA's. It's EA's cash cow. No, no, I understand that. They're not going to touch it. Not until not until the consumer base figures it out and realizes what a shit show it actually really is. But and then you can kiss EA's cash cow goodbye. Well, here's the problem, right? Well, this, FIFA, this FIFA, game... listen, if if Madden did 800 million, you know that FIFA oh, did no, way FIFA's more than Oh, no, FIFA's the most popular game. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. so Madden this world so, Madden so far, I don't know if it's across all platforms cuz it's on PC as well. Okay. Madden has sold 130 million copies so far. 130 million copies. Okay? I'm assuming that's across the whole board. Okay, it's unreal. Okay, and these kids that buy it are buying digital goods that they can't get. Like if I go buy a a baseball pack or a football pack, an actual pack of cards, I collect them. I can give them to my kid. I can put them in my spokes of my bike, whatever. I don't even know if kids do that anymore. But anyway, you can do what the hell you want with it, right? You can do what you want with it because you have a physical thing and, it, and it's there forever unless you wreck them, okay? But you keep them... You keep them. Now, it's digital stuff. You can't even customize your team. You can't customize your team. You can only tweak stuff. Okay? You can only tweak things. Back in Madden, I made whole teams. Okay? My class project that I did, not even it wasn't even a class project. When I graduated in 2003, okay, I took Madden 2001 or 2002, whatever it was. I created my whole teacher staff on one team. 
okay, and it created all the students in the class on the other team. And I created a thing called Full Sail Bowl because I went to Full Sail, okay. And I created this, and I implemented it and put it in. And I created the whole team, the stadium, the, 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 the jerseys, each person, everything, everything. Customized the faces to get them looked like exactly. They took all that out. They took all they're, that out. Yeah. And now they're preset faces, okay. Here, let me, let's just, I'm going to show you Angry Joe as he's, as he's, he's going through this, right? This is hilarious. Is this safe to play Madden? Let's find out. Okay. <laughs> Standard edition, $60. What the hell is this? What, what is this? $60, no, $80. Well, what do you get with the $80 edition? Origin Access Premier. It's included with that. You get 10% off all other Origin purchases. You get the game. Oh, thank you. And one of five upgradable legends. So I don't get Brian Urlacher, Rod Woodson, Dan Marino. You don't Terrell get you don't Davis, get five of them. You get Terrell one, one upgradable elite legend. Legend. legend mode. If I don't buy this, one elite player from your favorite team. Start your epic mud roster. That's it. Gold team packs, five packs, twelve packs. I love how. <laughs> so seven more packs. Elite base I love cover this guy. athletes. Stay I love tuned. This guy. Coming soon. You don't even know it's out yet, but you get it. You get one elite base cover athlete. What does that mean? Two Madden custom uniforms? Are you shitting me? <laughs> I can't customize my own uniforms. I've been asking for additional uniform customization hey, for years. Yeah, it was, it was, game, it no, was in the game. Two additional ones, shitty ones, in the $80 version. One training pack? What does that even mean? What is a training pack? <laughs> it's 50,000 mutt coins? Get an edge on building your ultimate. What do you mean an edge? A pay-to-win thing using coins and practice packs? Yes, it's all pay-to-win now. Okay, so I want I want to fast forward. There, there was a part. There's a part where he gets to, and they, they, they go for the, oh, here it is. The customization, right? Listen to this part. For us to be able to customize our edge. White option. And uh, face. Six. Six. They get two more faces. Look at these fucking douchebags. You get the Joe. pre. pre now watch this. Watch how bad this is. Why can't we watch how bad this is. At this point, like in basketball, like in fucking golf, for Christ's sake! And you're telling me this game makes six hundred million dollars annually? I can't believe that we're still dealing with this shit. They know people fucking want to create themselves. How many? How many? Holy shit! Now, now listen to this. Forty-six faces. They had six. They had. They had three this for Spanish people, faces three faces for Spanish people, six for white people, 40, 46 for black people. But look at them. Yeah, but they're all the same. Three and eight are the exact same. Three and eight are the exact same. You're fucking cheating, Madden. Oh, my God. This is how stupid they think we are. This is what I'm talking about, man. They're taking the stuff, okay? I love Angry Joe. If you guys don't follow Angry Joe, he does really good stuff, Okay. Uh, they, they're taking stuff and just putting it in the, in the game again and then charging you again for it, okay? So what other Joe, okay, says, there's a community out there. There's a community out there that actually, I don't know if Madden knows this, okay? I don't know if EA knows this, right? But the community has actually downloaded lineups and stuff, okay? And you can actually download new lineups for this season for free, okay? They let that happen. They let it happen, okay? I don't understand why Madden's doing this, but all the kids that play it don't know any better. They don't know any better. They they buy them the, for the mutt cards and the, the packs and open up the thing. 
you could have made all these characters back in the day. You could have specialized all your teams and stuff like that. It's absolutely horrible, okay, that they're doing what they're doing now. Uh, there's a there's a part at the end he talks about. Have fun with. Hold on. Oh, it's the halftime. They talk about the halftime stuff, okay? Back in the day, in what, 2001, 2002, ESPN, ESPN 2K Sports came out with a game. At the halftime show, you could actually see instant replay of your game, highlights of other games that are NPC against NPC, okay? It was this huge it was awesome it was amazing you were like yes that's what i want it, it made it feel like a real a real football game in this they don't do anything they just cut out halftime now okay and they have a guy in the background saying yeah you can follow the real the real sports and blah 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 the commentary is like cut and paste they got rid of this stuff the game is getting worse and worse they take out more stuff every year Put in they a put little it, bit of they graphics. They put it back in and right. they make you pay for it. They they take it out, wait three years, put that back in, and say it's new. And everyone's like, oh, let me get the $60. And then they're paying for these imaginary deck of cards. You know what the, 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 part, the, the worst part about those cards is? After the season's over, it's those done. cards aren't good no more. It's they're done. Because you're going to buy the next Madden next year. Right. Yeah. So then what's the point of collecting them? It's it's ridiculous. I don't, I, it's the worst. It's absolute worst. So going forward. Okay, here here's the thing. Most of the games that I love and play are EA, right? Mass Effect EA, okay. Battlefield's EA, Anthem's coming out. It's EA. The Star Wars games are EA. It's like I want to not support EA, but they own all the things that I like, and they're ruining every single one. And this is not about them being billionaires or millionaires. I don't give a shit about that. What I care about is these cocksuckers, okay, are becoming that, and they're downgrading the experience for all the things and then nickeling and diming everybody, okay? It's so bad, okay? It's so bad. Oh, I'm not buying it. Like, I, I, I haven't pre-ordered anything. I haven't pre-ordered any EA games, okay? I'm looking at what's going on. I enjoy the Star Wars game. Okay, they changed it. It's an actual really good game. It wouldn't have been if they kept the microtransactions in there, right? But they changed it, and it's really good. So it's kind of like, okay, let me sit back and wait. Let me wait and see what's happening. I'm not getting, I'm not pre-ordering Anthem. I'm not, no. I'm not, I'm not doing no. anything like that. I'm waiting. No. I'm waiting. If you're watching me as I'm a streamer. I want to watch it crash and burn first. If, if you watch me as a streamer. I'm going to watch it crash and burn I first. I will not get it day one. I will not probably get it week one. I'm going to wait and see how other people like the game and read reviews. Because it's it's really. But not but not real reviewers. Well, we're not other, going to that. Other people right. who play the game for reviewing right, it. Right, right. Yeah, because that's so, otherwise. So going another step into EA. So Soderlin is gone. Okay. Not because well, they he, fired him. Right. He said he, he stepped down. He stepped down, but not until he insulted the player base, okay, of the fans, the hardcore fans, and then took his $22 million bonus, okay, yep. on top of his $26 million uh, salary, okay, so 40, $48 million or $46 million that he took, they gave him that $22 million. Now, we don't know yet if he has to give that back. No, it's a bonus. That was a bonus. Well, that was a bonus for him to stay. 
That was him to, to keep him from leaving to go to other places because they said that other companies would would he would be great for other companies and they don't want him to leave. So they paid him twenty two million dollars to stay. OK, but he left anyway. OK, so what what happens to that? And think about that for a second. OK, well, because he realizes he realizes that his his way of manipulating people into buying shit is starting to lose traction. So he needs to do that to a different company now. He needs to go work on that that sadistic uh, business plan someplace else. Because he realizes now that the debacle for Star Wars and now the debacle's coming out for these other games, that they're going to start losing traction. So his bonuses won't be as big because he won't sell as many. So he has to move. He's got to move someplace else. It's, it's just so ridiculous that the average, I think the average person that works in the studio makes like ninety thousand dollars. I think I think that's what it said. Let me let me look that up. Yeah, but see, the, the issue is the issue is the same. Okay, the issue is the same. When video games were popular, but not billion dollar industries, nobody gave a shit. Right. Okay. As soon as the upper echelons of the business folk realized how much money could be made in making video games, then the corruption from every other industry permeated into our industry, and they did the same thing. Manipulation of product, lying to the public, not proper, not proper uh, testing of their product, releasing half-assed products, hyper-exciting... Hyper, uh, 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 Hyper exciting yeah, hyper, everyone for a game that's just 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 a bunch of shit, and they just keep collecting money, and they keep collecting money, right? Even even the low scale, even the low scale type of games, you can see where people put enough time into the game that makes the game fucking amazing. Like for instance, Cuphead. Cuphead isn't a triple A title, but look at the care and what they did to that game right. and the risks they were right. they put involved in that game, right? The, the, the industry is scared shitless of investing money in a product because they think that they're not going to get the return that they want in parentheses at the top of the bill before the lifespan of the game is over. And they're not willing to actually put effort into a game unless they know the number they can get out is all the money. Right. Okay. And that's why we have non-finished games, half-assed games, pre-release games. We we got this whole list of just shit because nobody's willing to take the risk because they set the bar and they've they've kept setting the bar and now the bar's too high for them and so now the risk is too high for the amount of money that they have to put right. into the product. Right, right. Okay, and this is where we are. And I'm gonna call bullshit. Okay, because the games that pop out that you know, okay, they might have been a risk. They did, but they knew. They knew the IP, they knew their fan base, and they knew who to sell it to. When God of War came out, I can guarantee you that was a risky game. I can pretty much guarantee that's a risky game. Uh, I, okay? wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was but a risky game. Base, but the fan base was there, and it showed that a single-player game done properly can still take it home. Now, once again, that's one game amongst the rest right. of just it's just it's like a, it's like a game apocalypse now. We're like. And and everyone you you talk to or listen to on Twitch and Mixer and and YouTube, they talk about games like everything's fine, bro. You just started talking about a game, not you, bro, but bro, yeah, I got you. like people right. on YouTube, like you just started talking about a game 
that isn't even released, broken, doesn't work, and you keep hyping it. You keep talking to everyone like it's the fucking greatest thing ever. The product isn't done. Right. When do we learn? When does the population learn? We stop. Yeah, I don't think stop buying this shit. I stop it. Here, here's the worst part, right? So Madden, FIFA, and now they're trying to get baseball back in it, right? They're trying to bring baseball back in so they can take the ultimate team and bring it into baseball and make that a cash cow as well. These games, the sports games, which I, I stopped playing a long time ago because of I saw where it was going. And I was like tired of paying sixty dollars for the same game with same game with new with updated graphics, right? Um, the the problem is the sports games are the alphas and betas and early access games, but they never change, right? It's a constant one year. They have a f full team. They have hundreds of people working on this on this game, and all they do is change the helmet or update the graphics or make the toes come into the line better. Like there's so many things that they don't do. It's my example when I talk about Destiny, right? Bungie does the least amount possible for the biggest outcome. And that's EA's mantra, okay? Madden, next Madden's coming out. What, what can we do? Oh, I know. Uh, remember that one catch that uh, Beckham had, right? This is the year that that game came out, when Madden came out, when uh, Beckham made that like one-finger, one-handed catch. Okay, and then in the game, they made everyone able to catch it with like one hand or whatever, right? That was the big upgrade. Thanks. Thanks for spending 12 months to adding the three-finger catch in the game, right? And then all of a sudden, let's say a running back has a great year, and they're like, oh, we made this guy a 99. Now you can juke better. It's like you've taken the juke function out and in more times than I can count, Okay. Or they make the defensive guy, oh, we hit harder, or they move faster, or they, they, they look, they got more animations. Big fucking whoop, okay? And they still charge 60 to $80, and then all these kids, all they're doing is just buying these cards, like we said, okay? And then next year, they're buying the same packs digitally. Their cards don't even move over to the next game. No. They just sit there and then vanish and then start again and buy again. How idiotic is that? How idiotic is that? If my son, and I'm, I'm being dead serious, if my son likes these games when he gets older and says, hey, dad, I would like to buy this game. I'm like, no, no. You're going to go mow the lawn and get a job and spend your own money on this stuff because I am not buying you the same game over and over where you're spending digital stuff and, and, and it goes nowhere. Not my money. Not my money. I don't do it now. I'm not giving anyone my money to do it. Okay? It's just ridiculous. So the sports games for EA are their unfinished games. They just constantly in alpha, constantly early access, constantly coming out, and no one updates anything. Now they put a story mode in it. Was anyone asking for a story mode in, in Madden? Was anyone asking for a story mode in FIFA? No. You turn the game on, you play your friends, and you win. You win, you lose. Let's play again. No one gives a shit about the story mode in a sports game. Okay? what What's going to be mind-blowing? You, you make it to the pros. You won the Super Bowl. Congratulations. End of story. Okay, it's it's dumb. Okay, now as far as Battlefield Five and and Anthem and all this stuff, I don't know, man. They they keep coming out with these potentially great games, but with microtransactions hidden. Okay, they're like, well, we're not doing microtransactions. Sure, let's wait and see. I just can't do it anymore. I can't buy any EA stuff. I can't. I can't do it. If if Red Dead Two came out and it was EA, I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't buy it. And that's one of my favorite games. Red Dead 1 was one of my favorite games of all time. Okay? 
So hopefully Rockstar doesn't screw the pooch with Red Dead 2 coming out with any kind of microtransactions. I hope it comes out and it's a finished fucking game. That's what I hope. All right, moving on. Let's talk about the reviews real fast of Madden, right? Angry Joe showed that, and he said, these reviews from people are 8.59, okay? How is that possible where the Metacritic score from the people that are actually playing the game are fives and sixes? Sixes from the Xbox crew, okay? And five everywhere else around, the, around, okay? How is it that much of a difference? So what I want to talk about a little bit is the review process, right? You mentioned it just a, a tad bit, Sarge. Companies like IGN, and I don't, I, I've had a conversation with Fran before about how can someone write something and stand behind it when it's not the truth about the game. And he said, you know, it's that person's opinion about what the game is, and you have to take, take their opinion, you know, with a grain of salt, you know, okay, if, well, if, if you like well, that writer. Well, once again, bro, but once again, I don't like this whole thing that we have to keep reiterating every time we speak. Standard system, if I'm speaking, right. if I'm speaking and I don't cite a, a, a fact someplace or a fact to back up what I'm saying, it's automatically my opinion. Right. I'm speaking, but, right? This, this constant reiteration that it's always their opinion. It's my opinion. It's their opinion. Yeah, we get it. Okay, we're all talking here. We get it. But the problem with the reviews that we've noticed, okay, is one, guys play games that they've never played before, okay, which is fine because then you get an honest opinion. But at the same time, if you're a person that plays real-time strategy games and then I ask you to review a sports game, okay, because nobody else in the office wants to do the you're not, sports you're not game. Competent. You're not competent enough right, to no, do it. That's what I'm saying. So you're new in the, you're new in the company, okay? Uh, Todd's tired of doing this, the, the sports games. You're like, well, I don't really play sports games, but it's your job, right? You have to write reviews. So this is what we're giving you. You write the sports, uh, the sports game and that's what you're going to do. And they're like, okay, the part of the business is they have to do it because that's their job, right? They're being told to, they have a, a mission. Here you go. This is what you're doing. And they're going, well, I don't really like this game. I don't play sports games. So then they start reviewing it and then they start either one side or the other. They give a good review of a game they really don't know because they don't take anything in the past. They just review the game for what it is, which is kind of you're supposed to do, but with standalone titles. When it's a Madden game, you want to see if it's better than the last, right? And then there's other games that are so good, but the person reviewing them has no interest in the game and then makes a bad review about it because they don't like that type of game. But it, but it, but it comes down to competency. That's what it comes down to. Right. If, 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 you're a, if you're a mechanic, okay, we don't send the guy who just does oil changes to do a fucking transmission job. If right. you're a fucking cook, we don't call the waiter in the back room to start cooking up dinners. Okay, right. Okay. You're not your competency is not there. If if you are a reviewer and you, you review games, right? If you review all games, okay, that's fine. But if you're telling me that you've been around for 15 years as a reviewer and you're gonna still give the same fucking review for this game as you did the fucking last 18 games when you know damn well they're not the fucking same. Okay, it's a biased review. Period. Right, Cut right. and dry. All right. The Metacritic score and the score of the reviewer shouldn't be off by that much if we're looking at the same thing. Right. And this is the other thing I we I, we went back on, and I, I I'm pushing for this. Okay, there has to be a criteria for reviewing a game. A review of a game right, is not this. just my complete and total opinion on why I like the game. All right. The criteria is. 
Are the graphics better than before? Are the is the controls better than before? There's like a there's a fucking list of shit right. to go down right. and discuss the game. Is it better than before? Is this is this different? Are the controls different? And if they are, are they more intuitive? Not just well, I feel like the game is, and I and I think the game is, and I I feel like the game is a little like no no. You know the game is bullshit. Okay, you know the game is bullshit. But they're starting to buy reviews, and you know they're fucking buying reviews. Right. If you're if you're on an IGN site and there's a Madden banner that pops up, they're being they're being paid, right? I just want reviewers to be real, right? And Angry Joe says, "Too much I've, money on the line, bro." I know. Too much it, money it, on it's the a, line. It's a weird balance because, as a reviewer, and this is why I don't review games, right? This is why I don't review games because I don't think I I didn't go to school to be a journalism, right? I didn't go to school to be a journalist to review games. So my thoughts is just my thoughts about what the game is, right? You can take that with a grain of salt. I just hope um, someone takes a review like a Madden game. Okay, yes, Madden's a standalone game, and you can review it as a standalone game, but I want them to review it and go, well, and call out the stuff, okay, that said, well, there's no customization for teams. I remember back when, when I played Madden 2005, that there was a full customization of the thing, but they've taken that out. I haven't put it back in the game since, and now they're charging us for it. I want stuff like that to be written and told in the game because that should be known. That should be known. Not all the fluff. It shouldn't be all about the fluff. I want people to tell me the good parts and bad parts about the game, okay? And then you tell me what you think about the game, and then I can make an educated decision. I don't even care about a fucking score, okay? I want the guy to tell me that the gameplay is phenomenal. It's much better than the last two previous versions of it, okay? The graphics are upgraded. The, the lineups are better. They have more 99 guys in there or whatever. You can customize this. There is no franchise mode or there is a franchise mode, and the franchise mode is completely different than the last franchise mode. If a game comes out like Destiny 2, you have to compare it to Destiny 1. You can't just review it as Destiny 2, right? Great, Destiny 2's story is really good, but Destiny 1's story was much better than Destiny 2, so it's a weaker story than the first one, right? Like, these are things that reviewers need to talk about, and they don't. They don't talk about it. Now we're going to segue into, okay, what's the guy's name? The the the, the plagiarism, the plagiarizer, Philip? Philip Moosen. Moosen. I'm going to see if I get his name right. Let Hang me, on. Let me, let me, I'm trying to get the uh, the article here. Here it is. Okay. So, nope, that's that's not the right one. I didn't get the right story. I'm trying to get his name correct. I don't want to just butcher his name like he's butchered Why everybody else's this... job. I have one that says IGN pulls yeah. the stuff. Philip, but yet... Philip Moosen. Philip Moosen, yeah. For some reason, I don't have it on here. It's not coming up. Well, anyway, if you guys don't know this story, Philip Moosen... Uh, was a YouTuber, and he got hired by IGN, I think, two years ago? A year or two ago. Okay. I think it's more than that. It's been a while. Is, is it more than that? Oh, yeah. He's been there a while. And he's been reviewing games for IGN for over a year. Okay? Multiple reviews and stuff. Um, there was a... there was another... been there like 10 years. Like 10 years. No, 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 no. He hasn't been there. He's not even that old. Right? Like, he... he... Yeah, he hasn't been there that long. It was like three right. years max. Maybe, a, I'm Maybe I got this confused with somebody else. Yeah, he, keep going. He, he was a YouTuber ahead of time and did reviews on YouTube, okay? And then IGN gave him a job, and then he wrote reviews for them. Yeah, he was there for nine months. Thank you, Dupless. Okay? 
I want to say it was just over a year because they used some of his material, I believe, uh, before they hired him, right? Because they saw his stuff and were like, hey, we like to use your stuff. Great. So they bring him in and they notice this because what was the guy that he, he uh, I don't have the article in front of me and I'm trying to find it. Uh, is it Battle Battle Rage? What was the guy's name that he, that he stole it from? He plagiarized this other YouTuber's uh, word for word, basically. Word for word. Okay. It was so bad that it got... He got called out by the by the kid on YouTube. It was like, "Hey, IGN just ripped my my review. What do I do?" And then they started getting traction. And then IGN looked into it. And thank God IGN stepped in and was like, "You're fired. You you literally plagiarized." So then a couple of days after the event happened, uh, Philip never apologized. Okay, never apologized to him. Uh, apologized to IGN, which I guess is a step in the right direction. Um, and then. Jason Schreier is the one basically said that he did other plagiarized things. And Philip said, I didn't do this. And if you want to keep digging, I would be glad to, you know, go against you here on other events. So he bet Jason Schreier that he couldn't find anything. And Jason Schreier found like six or seven other articles that this kid plagiarized and took word for word. And then they even went back even farther for his YouTube content, because his YouTube content would come out like two days later or a couple days later after the other review of someone else. So he would watch another review and basically just steal other people's reviews that were small because he thought he would never get caught. Okay. So this kid is like backtracking. Now he's dead silent. Hasn't said anything. Okay. And the problem with this is he doesn't take credit. He doesn't take. He doesn't own it. Credibility of owning what he did. Right? He's like oblivious to what he did. Like you're you're taught not to plagiarize in like middle school and high school, right? You're supposed to get your sources, right? You're supposed to do the job, get your resources, and then write an article based on your own thoughts. You don't like watch a movie, play a video game, go watch someone else's video on it because you have writer's block, right? No, you sit there and watch the movie again. What did I like about that? What did I like about the game? And then you you talk about it. And if you are going to comment about someone else's review, you fucking say, just like Blah Blah said, in, and give them credit. You give them credit. You credit the source of where you got your info from, okay? Just like I get my info source. It, there was no apology, bro. Nothing. There was no there apology, was no apology. Nothing. They're looking back. IGN pulled everything he worked on. They pulled everything he worked on and pulled it down. Okay? It's it's it, it's so bad. Now, this kid, in my opinion, will never, ever work Done. anywhere in this industry again. He might work for a newspaper and plagiarize somewhere else, but in the video game space, okay, he is done. He can never work for another video game company or, or publicist or anything at all. He's done. Blacklisted. I don't care how quiet he stays and how long he stays quiet for. It comes back 10 years later. As soon as they say his name, he'll be like, hey, aren't you that kid that uh, 10 years ago plagiarized? Okay. No, he won't get work again. He'll get work again working for a newspaper, working for like the dog parks and uh, restaurants and stuff like that. And then he'll plagiarize other people's work for restaurant reviews from other people's papers. Okay. The only way he will get work or make money in this day and age is his YouTube channel, okay? He'll come back out. He'll do his YouTube channel. He'll ignore the shit talkers that come into his channel on Twitch or YouTube or Facebook, and he can start doing reviews again. 
and then he'll get money because people will like him. There's always people. There's people that hate him. And there's always going to be people that like him, right? Because there's always the other side of the coin. There's people that are like, oh, man, I feel you. I'm sorry. You know, we'll forgive you. Everyone makes a mistake. You know what I mean? And then he'll make money from tips or whatever from that. But as far as working in the business again, the dude is blacklisted. Because in, in, my, in my state, when, once you're blacklisted in the industry, once you're blacklisted in the industry, you are blacklisted. You have to know somebody really high up to get you a second chance to get a reading at a table or make a movie come back. Okay. It's, it came. It came. It came down to the point where they said that he actually had stolen the resume that he wrote. Yes. No. No. He didn't okay. steal a resume. He no, took no, the no, template. He, he just took the template, yeah, yeah, the example, no, and used it as his. It's. But see, the the worst thing he did was not own it. He didn't own it. So in his eyes, he did nothing wrong. Okay. Which is in his eyes, he did nothing wrong, and this is an issue. It absolutely, is an issue. Is an issue. You're, you're going to keep playing this deny, deny, deny card. I got news for you, buddy. This this goes back to the other person that was with um um. What's the woman? Sarah? No, what was her name? From, from oh the, the the last one, the one that insulted her. her I don't even remember. I don't. Sarah. Yeah. I no, I no, I forgot her name already. I'll be be honest. I, I, I don't, right. I, don't I forgot her name. She didn't take yeah. credibility either. Nobody takes, she still hasn't. She still hasn't. Nobody takes credit. They want credit when they do something good, but they don't want any credit, right? They don't want. They don't want to be known if they did something bad. And that is something wrong in our society nowadays. I call bullshit, and I call it out when I see it. Okay, if someone if someone does something wrong, you want credit when you do something good. You get credit when you do something wrong as well. In my opinion, this kid should never work. IGN should call around to every every single publication internet and real and say this kid if you hire this person just know who you're working with he's a plagiarizer okay it's a criminal it's basically being a criminal you're not going to jail for it okay but basically you've you tarnish your name you tarnish anything that ign's done now because now if a review comes out you're looking at his, well, does this guy know what he's doing because the last right. guy they hired didn't know what he's doing Right? right, he plagiarized. So is this is this real? Do you know what I mean? So now all companies are on high alert. Right now, everyone's going through everything. Everything. Yeah. They're like, yeah, check that guy's are. work. Check this guy's work. Make sure he didn't do this. What time did his review come out? What time did our review come out? They are up on that. And it costs a lot of money, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, time and resources, man. Time and resources. It's absolutely ridiculous. Got to source it, man. They teach you in school. They teach you in school, and this is why, like I said, I don't do reviews. But I also, if I give you my opinion, I play a game first, okay, give you my thoughts, then I'll go watch other people's reviews and go, oh, you know what, that made a good point. Yeah, he did this and this, 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 just like we did with the Star Wars trailer, just like we did with the Star Wars review, right? We don't watch anything. We go watch the movie, we waited like a month, and then we told you all the stuff that we thought about the movie. What it is, that's what we do. It's just, it's just, it's really shitty Really shitty stuff going on. Um, that's that's the next that's the end of that. I really don't have any much left to say, but to be a plagiarizer, man, that's some that's some dirty shit. The next story I want to talk about: Fallout seventy six. I'm gonna bring this up. QuakeCon was this past weekend. Uh, the story was uh, submitted uh, by Dupless. Thanks for submitting the stories. If anybody would like to submit stories to us, you can either direct message Jen underscore X underscore gaming on Twitter. Okay, direct message for the store. Or go to our Discord channel, 
our Discord channel and go underneath the uh, submit new story for Generation X Gaming. It's a tab, and you can submit your stories there for it to be on the show. If we use it, we give you credit. I appreciate the sources that you guys give. Uh, if I haven't seen it myself, at least I, I see it there. I appreciate you guys doing that. Um, so Fallout 76, QuakeCon. Uh, let me bring up let me bring up footage here of let's see here. Da, 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 da. Todd Howard, QuakeCon. Are they still freaking out? Are they still freaking well, out about well, about about microtransactions that don't exist yet? Yeah, they 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 get so upset about stuff, and it's funny to me. All right, so this is the gameplay of Fallout seventy six. So they do the they do the card system, and when they showed this card system, the chat went ballistic. Yeah, they didn't even hear what the guys were saying. They just went ballistic, saying microtransactions. Mm -hmm. It's like calm calm down. No one no one's giving microtransactions, man. So the example they give is Todd Howard goes, there's these perks, the special, right? There's all these things that you get, these card packs that you get. He's showing level four, okay? And he shows the special, his strength, okay? And then you get two cards. He's got a gladiator card, and he's got a new card. And the gladiator card says, your one-hand melee, okay, now does 10-plus damage, right? And you can put that on your character, and you, and, you, and you move on, right? There it is. Oh, let me let me back it up just a second. Let me back it up just a second. Okay, if, no, stop it. Stay where you are. Okay, it says, star one. Your one-hand melee weapon does 10 plus damage. If you get another gladiator card and you want to combine them, okay, it goes up to level two. And then it makes your thing plus 20 damage. And then if you get another gladiator card on the road, you can put plus three and it's plus three, 30% uh, damage. Now, the gladiator card will have a three on there and you only get a certain amount of perks per special so like right now you could have i think it's like 15 cards so you could have 15 cards in the special slot at one point a piece right or if you want to be a stronger gladiator you can have a three chord card and then you can only have uh what's it called uh 12 cards there okay because one card will be three points i kind of like this system what do you think about the, the card system that they're implementing that you can swap and change all the time? Well, they have they had they had to do something, right? Because it's 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 a different game. Rule number one is Bethesda wanted to try something new. Okay, they wanted to try something new, even though they're using the the basis of Fallout to do it with. They're still trying something new. So you know, you've played most of the Fallout's. I've mm -hmm. played most. I played all the Fallout's. That the perk system is a little bit different in each game. You know, it used to be points, right? And the points were, were thresholds, right? So if you put a certain amount of points into a skill, it was like 0 to 24, 25 to, you know, 49, 50 to 74, and then 75 to 100. You know, it, it, they were they were brackets. You didn't really realize it at the time, but they were, they were, there were skill checks. And if you were in those categories, then you're, you could accomplish the, the, the skill. So now they had to think of something different. So now it's per cars because it gave you something to do because, once again, the question remains the same. Well, what am I doing in this game? What am I doing in this game? What am I doing in this game? If I don't want a PvP, what am I doing in this game? Well, here's part of it. Part of it is going around, killing guys, getting up levels in order to get card packs. And then the card packs allow you to spec out your guy in certain ways. Right. You can only put, you can only put so many cards on to spec your guy out a certain way. Now, what I didn't catch completely is 
is I'm allowed to keep switching with right. no penalties. Yeah. Right. So if I spec out like a, a warrior class, can I spec out later for stealth class? Like, do I keep switching out the cards? And if yes. that's the case, then that's the reason why the system's in play because it it gives you time to learn the skills, find new cards, build them up, and they'll. Now, my question is, you see, they say that you get your cards after so many levels, but you only go up to a certain level and then you're maxed. Every so five, now, once, every every five so, and then ten level. So then once you're maxed, do you get more cards? How yes. do you get more cards? So up to 50. Every time you rank up, you get a pack of cards up to 50. After 50, you keep leveling up, and you get a pack of cards every five and ten, right? So you get it at 55 and 60, 65 and, and 70. That's when you get the the pack of cards, okay? The the swapping in and out of the cards, for instance, they have a, on the screen. There's Gladiator Two, Green Thumb, Slow Metabolism. Let's just say all these are in the strength. I know they're not, but just bear with me, right? They're all in the strength. I let's say I want to build a strong character. I can have a Gladiator Three, Three, Three card star one, okay, which counts as three points. I can have another Gladiator set which is two, okay, and that's five points taken up by the Gladiator. So I would be able to stack up to 50% more damage, okay, on my character for this. Now, you come in the game, you don't have any Gladiator cards, okay? We're going to go on a thing, we have this, this guy we have to kill, and you have to do extra damage. I can give you the card set and give you the card, so now you take the two from me, and you put it on your character, and now you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're specking out your character based on what thing you're doing. So if you're scavenging or you're doing stealth stuff, you can have a three-point stealth card, you can have a two-point stealth card, and you can have a one-point stealth card. So you can keep getting duplicates, okay? You can keep getting duplicates, and you can stack them to make a stronger card, or you can just leave them single so you can have a differentiate of, of all the different special abilities. I think it's cool. So a lot of the stuff that you were talking about, one of them was that you could uh, you get mutated, okay? You get mutated from rads, and your character might jump higher, okay, but he carries less, right? So you might activate a card that gives you mutant abilities, but then hinders you in some other form, okay? It's pretty neat. And then there's cards that lock. So on the screen, there is a lock mechanism there. It says at level 5. So you have to get to level 5 before you can use that card, so it makes you continue grinding a little bit more to, to get that and unlock that card. I kind of like the system. I, I, I kind of like the system. I haven't touched it or played with it yet, but the way they described it, it seemed very interesting because the way you could set it up and everything. I, I do believe this game will suffer from quicker atrophy than most other games of the same genre because I, I don't think... I think they're relying on sandbox and people fucking around to test this this game for them as opposed to having a true story in the game of what happens to the people and what you're doing for real. You know what I mean? But there, like, there is a true I, story I, I, in the game. Yeah, they, they say that, but I don't I don't believe it's like the same kind of story as it is for any other Fallout game. I, I, I still believe that this is them trying something new. I Well, it is them trying something new, but the way I think the way they're portraying it is it's still a story, a story of Fallout 76, and as you're going through the story, the NPCs that you would cross of the Raiders and stuff are just regular people now. So not only does it make new stories there, okay, but it, it there's the same old type of stories there as well, right? I'm okay I'm okay with it. So now they show they show see so here's a perfect example. So now you see 
Look at the stats, right? They got 12 strength points, 5 per, uh, perception, uh, endurance 7, uh, charism, charisma, sorry, 9, intelligence 4, um, 3, and then luck is 8. Okay, so you, you can see, and this guy is level, I think, 42, they said. 42. I don't know. I think this is really cool. I think this makes it really cool because you could have a four-player loadout. You could have a single-player loadout. You can have a three-player loadout. You can have a stealth-built loadout. You can have all these different loadouts, and I think it is really interesting. Now, as far as the PvP in the game, we now know that it's an opt-in version. So, for instance, me and Sarge are playing. We're on the same server, but I don't want to play with him. I want to kill him instead. I shoot him, right? I shoot him. He does not. He doesn't know where I'm at. I shoot him. He turns around, looks at me, doesn't fire back. Okay, meaning he's opting out of PvP. He doesn't want anything to do with it. Okay, I'm an asshole. He turns back around. I shoot him again. It starts to do a little bit of more damage to him over time. Okay, he doesn't take ever take a shot at me. I kill you. I automatically become wanted. Okay, I become a murderer. I become wanted, and everybody on the screen, everybody in the server now sees where I'm at. Okay, there's a red star that appears on the map. Everyone knows where I'm at, and I don't know where anyone else is. Okay, so now, if Sarge finds me and kills me, I get to pay him for my credits. So if I'm a low level and I have nothing to give, obviously, I don't know how they're going to deal with that. Okay, but if I'm a, you know, I have lots of bottle caps on me, that's coming out of my pocket. That's not coming out of the NPC going, oh, you killed him, you get caps. Now, during the PvP, uh, when, you, when you opt in, like I shoot Sarge, Sarge shoots me. We are now in on PvP. He kills me. He gets my junk, and he gets credits given from the game, right? It's, it's from the game. It's not from the player itself. It's only from the player itself when you're the murderer. Okay. <clears throat> so... I would like to see how this is still going to work out, though, honestly. I, I love the way he said that we turn assholes into content. I love that he said that. And I was like, I was like, that's a really smart thing because in it's sort of like what Division did, right? In the Division, you could go rogue, shoot somebody, okay? Now, they also have a preemptive. They said, well, when you're shooting something, a guy can jump in front of you, get shot, and then you can kill him, and then you become wanted. They have ways to around that they said that they've implemented in the game. They've also said that if you don't want to play any PvP, okay, you can basically opt out completely where no one can shoot you, no one can see you. You're just like in your own little like instance, I guess. Someone could find you. You won't be on the map, so they can't see where you are. But if someone came across you, they could see you, but then they couldn't hurt you. So there's ways around it, right? If you don't want to play PvP, then you don't have to play PvP. I just think this game is going to be much cooler, though, if you do play PvP. Um, they said during the during this uh, uh, panel, they said one of the guys in their in their office built turrets in the middle of the road and put them behind bushes. Okay, and then he sat in a chair and played the two buddies going boom 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 boom, boom in the middle of the road, and guys would come over to him and go, "What what is this? There's a guy just playing a tuba in the middle of the road." So they went to go shoot him because, you know, that's what people do. When you see someone else, you're an asshole and you shoot him. And as soon as they shot, okay, the turrets just turned towards him and just melted the guy. Okay. That was PvP interacting, going, okay, I accept your challenge. And then I melt you and killed you. Now, the guy that killed, that tried to kill him in the street died. 
so that he can come back. Now, they didn't say how many times you could do this, but you can get revenge, okay? And if you get revenge, now it's double the caps or double the junk or, or, or whatever it is. So there's a, there's a reason to go back and try to, to kill the guy if you want to do it, which I think is pretty cool, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so what do you think about that? What do you think about the, the whole, you can bring people in and try to s sneak in and, and, and kill them with uh, your, with your like I, like I said, this isn't, this is a experiment. This is them trying something new. This is, they want to see what people are going to do with that. They've said it, they said it multiple times. They're interested in seeing what we're going to do. Like, that's what it is. It's an experiment. Okay. They don't look. This is a, first of all. This is their first soiree into this. Okay, so in my opinion, I think it's going to be like the Rockstar's Grand Theft Auto Five multiplayer online when it first happened. The first where online, it, where, where, where it locks Wild up West. and crashes. It locks up and crashes, and no one can get on because they're still testing servers. Because this is the first time Bethesda is doing this with this type of right, game. This type of game. It's not like ESO. You know, this is. This is the same engine that we've all been playing on, but now it's a multiplayer game, and they're trying to get it to work this way. So I expect a lot of bugs, a lot because Bethesda number one, a lot of bugs first. If it works at all, day one, and then I expect it to be a really, really uh, yes, that's a good one. Also, uh, Kato uh, exploits, yeah, because it's a Bethesda game. You know it's coming, so. It's going to be an experiment from the get-go. I think it's interesting that it's different. I, like I said, in my opinion, I don't think that it's going to have the same staying power as other Fallout games. But it's del it, this is probably a stepping stone probably for something else that they have in mind. And this is their first attempt in doing it. I, I think as the company, they're just trying to evolve, right? Because you, you got to think about it. There's... There were certain games that changed back in the day for the better, right? Like when Mario was a 2D, okay, and then they changed it to in 64 to make it 3D, no one lost their shit. No one was like, "Oh, I want my old Mario back." They 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 took it and were like, "Oh, this is going to be this is going to be cool." And then every Mario since then has has kind of changed. It's it's gone in its own little direction, right? Um when Fallout was a top-down three-quarter view, and then they changed it to what Fallout was in Fallout 3. There wasn't an uproar. They changed. They changed the fundamental of what the game looked like and felt. When Grand Theft Auto was top-down and switched over to in Grand Theft Auto 3, the, I think the same year, I, I, I think. Was it? No, no, no. That was Grand Theft Auto 4. Um, when, when Grand Theft Auto 3 came out, they... They changed it. It, was, it went to three dimension. No one lost their shit. They thought it was for better. Why, why are people pushing back so hard on this changing from a single player? Because it's not. It's, people, it's people, not. People Fallout. don't like. Listen, people don't like change, man. Period. They don't like it. I get it. They don't like it. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't... In small in small increments, it's doable for certain things. But when you say I'm taking a game that I love to play fucking forever, and you say, ah, we're gonna make this game completely different, and everyone's like. No, no. But why? Okay. Why is everyone looking at this like this is the next Fallout in the series? Okay. This is just a new Fallout. They're trying something new in the new Fallout. Why? Why is it that they're they're freaking out and they're thinking like this is it? We're never getting another Fallout game again. We're not getting Fallout Five. Like why? Why does everyone feel that way? 
they're not taking away from anybody. They're they're just trying to evolve their company and move forward so in the future they could do this. Because if this works out for Fallout, right? I could see this going for the next Skyrim or uh even their their Starfield, right? All these games could have an online component, sort of like what Rockstar has done with with Grand Theft Auto. Now, as long as they give you they still got Fallout Miami, which is a mod. It's a mod. It's not even from them. They don't they don't endorse it or anything, but they're not shutting it down. They're letting the mod community do Fallout Miami and they're letting them go with it. They want to see what they do. There's like 17 guys working on Fallout Miami. Okay, 17 guys that are trying to basically make what Bethesda made for Fallout 4, but with 17 guys. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I wholeheartedly believe that this whole thing is an experiment because it's everybody in the game is the one making the stuff, right? We have to go out, find the scrap. We have to build the weapons. We have to learn how to build the weapons. We have to set up our own little towns. They want to see how people are going to jive, right? Right. It's post-apocalyptic. Can we build a community together? Why Why is everyone immediately thinking, when they when they first talked about this game, the first thing everyone says is, it's like PvP, that's it. Like, no one ever thought, like, a bunch of us should get together and kind of hang out and build a town. Like, right. everyone uh, immediately into the, it's B, oh, it's going to be a BR. Okay, okay. everyone's against everybody. Like, why? Why is everyone right. goes, right. they go immediately to that shit first. They never think about it as, hey, we're, we're gonna build our own little town. We don't even know what kind of towns we could build. Can I build like a town on a cliff? Can I build like a bridge and put a town there? Like, no one's talking about any of that stuff. They're all everyone's concerned. Microtransactions, cards, PvP. Like, like no one's right. talking about anything else they, they, about this game. The only microtransactions they said in the game so far was that there's no microtransactions for the cards. There's microtransactions for for outfits and stuff, but you can still earn them in game. I have no problem with that. If you're a person out there that wants to spend $1,000 on, on clothes in a virtual world that you won't see after you're done with that game, by all means, go ahead. I can just earn it, and I'm cool with that. If they always keep it that way, I'm cool with it. I, I just feel that these the people that are in an uproar, I think are really a very small percentage of the fan base. I don't think it's the fa the major fan base. I think it's... I think it's the, the the very minute people that just have a big voice because they're screaming and ranting and raving. They rant and rave about everything, right? Like, look, at, when we were watching the stream and they showed car packs, one person said microtransactions for the cards and everyone ran with it. It was like a bad game of telephone. It's like you're not even listening to the, what the guy is saying in front of you right now, right? You're just automatically assuming that this is microtransactions because you see a pack of cards because... You were playing Madden football for the last 10 years, and every time you bought a pack of cards, it cost you actual money, right? So maybe they should have done a pack of cards. Maybe they should have implemented it in a different way. But they, but they couldn't have put the gum in there. Yeah, the gum. The gum to the pack of cards. You, you would lose cool the little, joke. It's a cool little effect. I like it. I think this game is going to be awesome. I don't think – I think this game is going to be a hit. I think people are going to be very – well, let me, let me rephrase that. It's going to be a hit – with a lot of the people in the realm of open box sandbox, like survival sandbox. That's basically what this is. But you can't really die. Once you die, you only lose the junk. So you're always constantly going out and scavenging stuff to, to build stuff and upgrade your things. But you can't lose guns. You can't lose bullets. You can't lose any of that stuff. You're only losing junk. So yeah, but I, I want to know the frequency of the special mm -hmm. key cards, though. Like, Because if I find a special key card for the nuclear, nuclear silo... Mm -hmm. And and only one key shows up like that for that key that I have. 
So then, doesn't that mean that if everybody else is like, we want to, we want to no, throw the nuke down, no, and I'm like, I'm not going to give you the car because I don't want a nuke. Well, right, you like could, you could hold it, right? Right, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I can stop you from nuking because I'll never give up the card, right? Or does the card eventually spawn again someplace well, else or someone can get it? I'm assuming there's six locations, so I'm assuming there's six cards. I don't think there's well, like no, there's, there's six cards for each location. No, 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 I understand that. There's six cards for each location. No, 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 no. There's six locations and six cards you have to get to activate it. So uh, there's multiple cards in the world. You just have to find them. And then that's just like end game stuff, though. It's been a bad year for gaming. Can't blame people looking at it negatively. I mean, but the people that are looking at it super negative, I believe, in my heart, I believe it's a smaller part of the community that have a bigger voice. It's just like anything else, right? One person bitching about something makes it sound like there's a thousand people bitching about something, but it's only one person on Twitter that says it, and he's got 10 comments after or 100 comments after, and everyone's like, everyone's losing their mind. And it's really not everybody. It's just a small niche community that has a big voice. Well, let's, 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 let's also go this way, Kat. Uh, it has been a bad, a bad year for gaming when, when it comes to microtransactions and, and the manipulation of the public. However, it's been a victory for gamers because we've won now multiple times every time they tried to dick us we voted with our wallets they, right. they were scared shitless that they weren't going to make money and they and they did a 180 and they changed their game star wars battlefront did it okay there's a few of the games that they came out last switching, the last yeah. year and started switching around because they had to and so that's that to me i consider a win that's a win for us because it wasn't like fuck you buy the game or not it was oh shit if we don't change the game, they're not going to buy it. So that means who's in power? The people who are supposed to be in power. Right. The people who buy the damn game. So the nukes, the way they work, you could blow up someone's base, and that's fine because they can rebuild that same base again. They don't lose it. They don't lose it. It just gets blown up, right. and that whole section gets nuked, and it changes the, the landscape of the land, and it becomes a end game activity, basically. So then you have to go there. There's higher-level people. So it's almost you might, not, you might not be level enough higher to be there. You might have to move your town someplace else. Right, and you can constantly move your town all the time. They 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 blueprints, right? Yeah, blueprints. Well, it's not even blueprint. Well, yeah, it's the blueprint, but it's that little suitcase that you get. You just open it back up, and it just boom, it pops, it pops, and puts everything back. Yeah, but I, I don't think it's put everything back the way it was. Depending on how you laid out your town, we don't know. We don't know the, how the town is made. No, no. Yet. He said we, as long as you make a blueprint, okay, it can be exactly how it was wherever you want it. So if you want to pick it back up and move it because you want to put your location up on a mountain now, you can take that same house and same setup and bring it up onto the house up on the mountain. You can constantly if, it, move if there's it. enough room, if there's enough room to lay it out the way it was. Right, but you could put it there, right? Or otherwise you re-edit and you redo stuff. So I don't know. I think it's going to be very interesting to see how it, how it works out. Um, I'm excited. It's one of the games I'm really excited for. I think I'm more excited about it though uh because i'm going to play with you i don't really think i'm more excited because of fallout 76 itself just a game that we've always talked about where it's in the fallout world and we're playing together that's what i'm more excited about i, I think it's gonna be fun right right i think that's i think us alone will just have fun by ourselves going through the stuff um it'll almost feel like destiny when we first got it you know what i mean i just hope it doesn't uh -huh. turn out to be what destiny was after <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah so that's that's fallout speaking of destiny we're going to talk about the last week's 
uh, the TWAB. Let me bring this up for a second. <clears throat> uh, Bungie. Uh, last week, where is the Bungie week? There it is. Okay, so last week, the Bungie, uh, we didn't talk about it because it came out when we had the show, and I didn't read it last week. So we're going to talk about Bungie now. We talked about it a little bit about the the gun system, about leveling it up with the Masterworks a little bit last week. But I don't want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is all the stuff they're updating, Sergeant. And the reason I'm going to – did you read any of it last week to find out what they were doing? I, I it's, it was a lot of information. Good, good. I'll, I'll I'll see what I can remember. Okay, so they're they're bringing back the milestones in the game. Okay, it says milestones tray has been revamped in Forsaken. Uh, it will now specifically show the most important non-repeatable quests for every player in Destiny Two. The campaign quests are are a good example of this. Meanwhile, our world quest for destination will now live in, in pursuits. So section of the character inventory many milestones from year one have been converted to active active challenges these will continue to, to uh, grant powerful rewards but will no longer display the milestones tray when you access the director you'll only see activity challenges in the loop uh, loop tip of the associate activity so they're not going to show you everything in the directory anymore right there's going to be just dots on the map and i'll bring this up Bring this up on screen. You can see the little the little dots to tell you that there's actual things to do there, but it's not going to be like you know when you open up and you hold L two, it opens up and that's the you know the the heroic and nightfall and all this stuff. These it's are just reminding you. It's reminding you there's something to do there. There's something to do there, sort of like the adventures and and, and stuff like that. Okay, the activities. This is something I, I disagree with. What they're doing. I don't know why they're doing this. We talked about it on the Rages Round Table this past week. They're segregating the player base again. So. The base strike playlist of Destiny 2 Forsaken players have been uh, been updated to feature difficulty sections and modifiers. Heroic strikes are being retired on August 28th with Destiny 2.0. Forsaken players, the strike playlist, will have three different difficulties. 300, 400, 500. Don't really know why they have the 300. Um, because it's just weird. Once you're 40 power over a given playlist, you will no longer appear as an option for you to select. This ensures a healthy matchmaking pool when players reach endgame power levels. The power level 500 playlist will always be available, and strikes will have modifiers. So the problem with this is, I have a main hunter. <coughs> He's going to be 400 real soon. Okay, You haven't played the game in a while. Let's say you're at 300. I can't play with you because I'm 40 points higher than you. Right? Or, right I'm, I'm 100 points higher than you. You're, you can do the 300, but I can't do that. Okay. Why would they do this when I can't help my friend? Right. So now I have to wait. So, Sarge, if you want to play with me, you're going to have to, you're going to have to pull through, or you got to come into my realm. Okay. So we're doing a 400 playlist. You're coming in with me. You can't do anything because you're 300. Okay. And, and, and that's be like you're pulling through people in like Borderlands where I can't right. shoot nobody. And I'm just waiting for the levels to go up, and hopefully a gear piece drops so I can bump up. Right. So now, so so now you're not really enjoying the content because I'm just pulling you through so you can catch up to me so we can start playing together. Why? Why do they keep doing this? Why can't I just take my, for instance, 
I have it right here. Hold on. It's under, it's under the bungee contract. It says right here <laughs> that every time that we move forward a decent amount that shows that we have progress, that we have to immediately step back four steps. Okay. Right. That <laughs> says it right here, bold print, and, and it says uh, Destiny uh, for the next three or four years it's under contract. So, so you're not allowed you're not allowed to do something well and then not fuck it up. Like you they have to keep fucking with stuff. But why can't I just take my armor? I'm four hundred. Why can't I just take lower level armor and put it on my character so I'm down to your level so we can play together? It won't let me do that. It automatically looks into my inventory and knows that I'm a four hundred, so I can't play lower level stuff. Okay, but okay, but but you can't you can't win either way, right? So let's say they let you they let you play in my game. But then you're not going to get any benefits, right? Right. Because I get you're... I get no experience or anything like that. So, yes, we're hanging out, but you're playing for no reason. They never. It's it's not possible. It's not possible to be in the, in the side of the game. Apparently, they're they the way that they think they think so literal that they can't have two guys shooting at two different levels and have one gear drop for him and another gear drop for the other guy. Right. When it doesn't really matter. Does anyone ever see a, a significant difference in like hit points for guys depending on what level you are? No. I it's the it's the same. So why is it why can't they just have it where you're shooting your guy, I'm shooting my guy, we're in the same thing, you get your gear and I get my gear. Why? Why does it why does it matter? I I, I don't I don't know. Why does it matter? I'm still waiting for an answer. Like they don't even know because they just they have they have to keep everything under this time gate stuff like well I can't let them go too quick and I can't let this guy go this quick and I can't let them do this anytime someone set, finds a way to like <laughs> to like do a, a do a a, a a a activity efficiently Bungie puts in a roadblock that says well, no they can't they can't do it efficiently because we have to say how they have to play the game and that's the biggest problem I have with it is. They have never let us play the game the way we want to play. It's always how they want us to play. Right. And it's okay. al it's always it's always this, right? It's always this measurement that we always do. Okay, so the economy system is being updated as well. For the last few weeks, we've seen a lot of players asking for a lot of items and currency available in year one, whether they'll be continuing to be available in year two or not. Except for, expect the following changes on August 28th when Destiny 2.0 becomes available. Destination materials will become your main source of reputation on their respective destinations. Now, here we are again. Remember Destiny 1? Remember when we went down to the destinations and got all the spin metal and all the stuff? And it was cool. We were like, yay! And then it, there was the other the other group of people going, <coughs> excuse me. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. It's boring that I have to go around and grind for the, the spin metal and stuff. Okay? So then they made it easier. And then they changed the rep, right? They changed the rep in Destiny 1, and then they did something else, and they added more coins and more reputations, and they got rid of it, and then brought it back, and then put something else in there, and then they didn't like that, and then they brought something else and they didn't like that. For this last year, we've had these coins. These, these coins. Coins are no existence anymore. They're getting rid of the coins. Bravo. Fantastic. Right? But now it's the materials. Materials had no point in the game now. Right, and now they're they're swapping so, them. So all right? you're doing is changing coins for materials. That's yeah. all you're doing. Right, right. So now, okay, destination materials. It's not, it's, it's not a change. Okay. It's just a different object. That's it. So destination materials will be a part of the cost to infuse different weapons, armor across the arsenal, just like they were before. Year one challenges and granted reputation tokens are being retired. Okay, 
but will be replaced by bounties offered to each destination that provide destination materials. So you'll do a bounty. At the end of the bounty, you'll get materials. Okay, so those are for those are for the people that don't want to run around and grab the materials themselves. Now, look, I have no problem. I have no problem running around and getting materials as long as long as Bungie doesn't stop me like they did earlier this year right. and tell me I was getting them too fast. Too many. You're getting too materials too quickly. Too quickly. Okay. Now they fixed it supposedly. Okay. But is if they if they stop me from doing that. That's asinine, okay? Because now it's the currency, and I want to get it as fast as I can, okay? Uh, anything that's previously granted destination tokens or rare materials reward common destination materials moving forward. The gunsmith will also have uh, be updated in Season 4 in Year 1. The vendor required 40 gunsmith materials for one reputation package. This will increase to 100 gunsmith material. Okay, so instead of putting 40, now you need 100 materials... Okay, so they're doubling and a half. Okay, it's like a it's like a sixty five percent boost. Okay, or seventy five percent boost. So now you have to turn in a hundred gunsmith material things. Now, the Iron Banner, Vanguard, and Crucible tokens earned in season three may be redeemed at the respective vendors in season four. Trials and nine will be a hiatus during season four, and the reputation tokens will not be redeemable at this time. We have not determined whether the currency will be used when it returns. That sentence says so much, okay? I know people just glance over that one, but they don't know what they're doing with Trials of Nine or the reputation system. So at this time, we have no, we have not yet determined. So this past year, they've, they discussed that we're getting rid of all the token system, but we just don't know what we're doing with the Trials of Nine system, right? There's nothing. They don't know what they're doing. And that is the problem, right? Right. At this that, time, that's the, that's the problem since the beginning. Yes. There is they they don't know the direction that the game was supposed to go. Yes. There was no plan. It was just make this thing, and we're gonna just keep doing stuff along the way. It's there's no grand there's no grand story. There's no grand idea. They I I just don't get it. When someone reads this, at least when I read it, I'm like they don't know what they're doing. They don't they don't know what they're doing. And they're not going to. They're waiting for us to be like, well, you should do this, this, you should this, do this. this. You should do and this. Like, we're listening to the people, and we're, we're, we're taking all the content for all the feedback. We appreciate all the feedback. I don't understand where we went wrong as a society and a gaming nation, okay? Video games is an art. Just like painting a picture, just like making a movie, just like whatever. Well, they got rid of all the writers. I know. That's 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 number one. I don't know. I don't know why everybody else is confused. Is anybody else understanding what I'm talking about here? If you lose your writers, it, then the game can't go anywhere. You're just making well, mechanics now. The, the guy, the developers who can make mechanics, just sit around and make up more mechanics. Like we can make him do this. Good, Tom. Do that. We can make him do this. Good, Sean. Do that. Like we can make him do this. That's great. I haven't collected more guns. But then, like the the actual flow of the game, of what are we doing? The well, we got rid of we got right. rid of all the writers. Fuck them. We're gonna just we're gonna do this on our own. The difference, sugar, is that Warframe is free, right? And the 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 model that they're doing is going. Look, we're making a game that's free, and people love this game, Warframe, and let's give them what they want. They love it so much, and they're playing so much, and they're willing to pay us for upgrades for slots and for warframes let's listen to the crowd because 
they want to keep playing our game, so let's do that. There's no entrance fee into Warframe, where Bungie, there's a $60 entrance fee to get in. And it's more than that. No, 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 no. It's a $60 entry now. Yeah. If you haven't played destiny at all, you have to buy the, the beginning, the two expansions and then the forsaken two pieces, the two pieces of shit. Yeah. I gotta buy that. So if, if you have to invest $60 into a game and they don't even know what they're doing with their game, that's the problem. Okay. Warframe knows what they're doing with their game. They have a vision of what they had, what they wanted to do since the very beginning. They know what they want to do. Bungie doesn't have the slightest clue of what they do because when Bungie first started, they said, this game's about the stories, the meaning of what you look like and where you get that from and what gun is that and what armor is that? Where did you get that, Guardian? We all look different. We all look, you know, when you see someone in the tower, you're like, oh, where'd you get that? Oh, I got it from here. And they and people want that stuff. Then they said, <laughs> <laughs> they blew everything up, literally, literally blew everything up because that was part of the storyline. We lost everything in the tower, okay? But, but not really. But miraculously, a lot of the pieces are still coming back. We lost everything in the tower. Things got blown up, but they're back, but yet they have different perks. It's okay. It doesn't matter about lore. We don't have writers anymore. So they brought everything back, and now they're reestablishing what they had in the first place. But it took them a year to bring it back. So you paid your money, you got suckered into it, and you're screwed. If Warframe decides to go, you know what? We're just going to uh, we're just going to change this, okay, and get away with it. Everyone that's free to play is like, woo, woo, woo. All right, maybe because we didn't pay anything to get in. Let's see what they have to do, okay? And it would be less of a problem because it's a free to play game. This is not a free-to-play game. And just, it's miraculous. It's miraculous that we, me and Sarge, have been saying stuff on this podcast for four years. And they just implemented one of those things that we said in episode, I think it was six or ten, okay? Four years ago, okay? And they almost got it. They, They didn't hit it all the way. They almost got it. Because the Masterwork system to me is convoluted. Okay, it's just hard to be hard. Okay, instead of progressing, challenging. instead of a challenge to upgrade the the gear, I think you should be able to upgrade your perks. Okay, so instead of taking 10, 10 points and putting it towards one one thing of, let's say in the in the image they showed it was range. Okay, it went up ten points. Okay, so it went from like fifty percent to sixty percent. Okay, I personally think that it should level up. Okay, you're 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 at a legendary gear, and now you made it masterworks. Now because it's masterworks, now as you kill things, okay, you level up every so often, just like you level up now, going up ranks for yourself, all right, for for your levels. The gun levels up because it's got its own level, and you take that perk and you go, where do I want to put it? Where do I want to put it? And I can put it in anywhere, into range, into impact, into whatever. One point. It's one percent. 1%. So if it was 50, it's 51. If it's 80, it's 81. And if I want to take the other nine points and put it into an impact where let's say I have a gun that's a 90 impact, okay, I should be able to put it in that gun, okay, and now it's a 100% impact, and I'm using that gun because that's the gun I want to use. Now, the problem with this system that Mike's talking about 
is it can't happen because there's PvP, and PvP is connected with PvE 100%. Here's an easy fix. Hey, if I take a Masterwork and put on my Masterwork weapon, and I choose to make it a Masterwork for PvE and not PvP, then the Masterwork would only adjust the stats for PvE and not PvP. So then you could upgrade all the guns you want, you could do as high level as you want. So if my gun is maxed out and it's just super OP in PvE, it doesn't matter. Because the NPCs are not calling up Bungie going, you gotta nerf it. You gotta nerf it. They're killing us too fast. No one cares. Nobody cares. They want to feel fun and have fun. But PvP, if you put the masterwork in there, then it can work the way they want it to work. You put the point in the system. Congratulations. You get 10 more points in the masterwork system. Bravo. Yay, it's so cool. I can use a gun with 10% more in range, even though it's a stupid gun to use from far away, right? So they just need to separate. They just need to separate. Let PvP and PvE be separate and, they can't. and choose. They, they can. can't. It's super simple. No, they, they, they can't. They, you can see it in their eyes. They can't do it. They, they, they've at, stuck at, with it this, they've stuck this with point, it this long. being stubborn. Right. They stuck with it this long. They are not separating PvP and PvT. That would be too fucking easy. We have to make it difficult. Here, here, here's the thing, though. Let's say Destiny 3, they separate it. Don't you think they'll get more shit for it? Or do you think they'll be praised for it? Do you think they'll be praised well, for separating I, I, it? I got a question for you, bro. I, I won't care because I won't look at it. <laughs> I, won't, I won't even look at that No, game. but I understand that. But if, if, if they come out and say we're finally separating PvP and PvE, do you think everyone would be like, oh, for God's no, sake? No, there would, or no, there would be a full-blown meme. Like, where why I, couldn't you do this like six this. years ago? <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't get it, man. I just don't get it. Like that would be the meme. That's it. Let me let me bring back uh, let me bring back the 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 weekly update this week and see what they're talking about. Uh, this week in Bungie's heading up at Gamescom. Okay, known by all. Many of you have asked. The rewards will work in Gambit. Okay, so this is a Gambit update. I really don't want to read about Gambit. I don't want to read about Gambit. Court of Orcs. Yeah, it's the new Court of Orcs type thing. Uh, let's see. That's PVE PVP. Uh, during the combat reveal stream, we use the Crucible as providing proving ground to show off how the, some of the new weapon systems are turning and will be affected. Uh, let's see changes. I think somebody, I think somebody called it the toilet instead of the well, the <laughs> blind well. It's just the it's the portal potty because that's what it is. It's just a giant bowl. You get you jump in the bowl. Guys coming on top of you, and you have to, you have to fight off the shit storm. Like they they're calling it the they're calling it the toilet. Okay, so. Gambit isn't the Court of Oryx. It's the new, it's the new Prison of Elders. It's the new Court of Oryx. It's the only thing is whatever you want to call it. Dude. The only thing it is, Duplis, is you're going in to a thing to do PvP, and, and then you go back to a regular. So the Blind Well. Talk about the Blind Well thing. I'm not talking about Gambit. Gambit's that team-based game where you send a guy over. I got that. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you're. Yeah. Okay. So getting social since the original launch of Destiny Two, we've been report we've been reporting your feedback. Okay. Uh, guild games, matchmaking systems to social teams. Today, design lead Steve Dolan uh, will be detailing changes that will make easier to keep your fire team together. We also have news for how clan features will be updated in Forsaken. Uh, we're bringing back a feature that many of us have asked for for many occasions. Fire teams that are now formed in some activities will stay together once the activity is complete. This applies to the following. Strikes, Gambit, and Crucible. Note, does not apply to competitive crucible. Additionally, if a crucible match ends by a mercy rule on the scores are widely uh, disproportional, players will be put back in a matchmaking to find a new team. Actively 
reconnections. Starting with Forsaken, if you disconnect from the guild game, you'll be offered the opportunity to reconnect in the activity, and it's still active. Uh, we'll reserve your slot for up to three minutes. After that, uh, guilds or guides will also be able to back backfill the guided game and seekers that are currently in queue. Uh, in guided raids, these reconnections will help individual players disconnect in case that there's a fire team disconnecting. We want to minimize the impact of the raid teams. Going forward, players will be able to take their raid checkpoints out of guild games and use them in the normal version of the raid. If you disconnect from up from up your fire team or fire form up your fire team again and head into the normal version and continue the path towards the raid. Uh, clan update: Since the launch, 50% of have hit max rank in your clan in clans each season. Going into Forsaken, there are two major things we wanted to improve with clans. Give more reason to play with, cla uh, with clan mates and make clan perks more interesting. So they're they're putting more perks into the system. Uh, so then, so then people don't have to do. They can do even less and get more rewards. Yeah, I just hope you still. Don't is that is that, is that what it is? I hate that. I, feature. I, I'm going to join a clan, not do anything, but get a bunch of stuff in my mailbox because my boys do the raid. Woo! Right, I hate. Like that I don't system. understand. I hate. That I don't system. understand. And that's basically it. They talk about uh, going forward. All these changes, though, to the the actual game with the with the spin metal and all that other stuff. You're not coming back. You're not coming back at all. You're you're done. You you've put a you've put a flag in the ground and you're holding steady. You're not coming back to uh to to Destiny, right? First of all, I'm not giving them a hundred dollars to play Forsaken. You could you could pretty much kiss my white Irish Italian ass. Well, I'm not giving them a hundred dollars. <laughs> you could you could pay sixty Forsaken. bucks. No, you have to buy all the DLCs. No, no, yes, you, no, no. Yes. Sixty no sixty bucks. There's a bundle. You get all the content for sixty dollars. No, you do not. Yes, you do. You do not get you do not get Forsaken and the two DLCs for sixty dollars. Yes, you do. You get the original game, the two Forsaken or the Forsaken War Mine and and Osiris and Forsaken for sixty dollars. Absolutely, they announced it. They announced it two weeks ago. For sixty. Oh, that's for all 60 of a sudden bucks. it was a hundred bucks to go in. They were they were no, no, firm no, no. on that's, that. That's if you're that's if you're if you're never played Destiny. If you've never played Destiny, okay, and you you come in now and buy the annual pass as well, right? It would it will cost you one hundred twenty dollars. Just sixty bucks, no big deal. Um, not doing it, sugar. I have to do it because I'm on a podcast yeah, you, that talks you have about. To do it. Yeah, I, I, I have to do it because um, I'm on a podcast that talks about Destiny. We've been doing it for two years. Um, I'm excited for it, but I'm not excited because I know what Bungie does. Bungie always does the littlest to the biggest outcome. Now there's no writers. Now. Meaning there's no cutscenes, there's no stories. It's like the division now where it's like re-records and stuff like that. So, I don't know. I'm one for the game for PvE. I really don't care about the PvP aspect of the game. I care about story and the lore. I've always cared about story and lore for most of the games like that. But you have to remember, what, when does the crying start again? Because if I can shoulder charge and kill people again... Well, it's, it's, and, already, and, it's already crying. And, and, people are already right? people crying. People are already crying. Yeah. They're crying. They're crying already. They haven't even played the game yet, and they're like... Well, the shoulder charge is too OP. Shoulder charge is too OP. I, I, I just hate the fact that they take. I don't, I don't, I don't understand how the shoulder charge is too OP, but the one hit punch with the warlock to get double shield isn't like. I don't understand why are we complaining? Uh, just I've use just... your character. Use your character the way it's meant to be used and power game. That's how you're supposed to play it. I want to know. I want to know though. What do people think? Do they think that you're supposed to be invincible? 
Like I'm supposed to be invincible and I'm supposed to kill everyone and no one's supposed to kill me. Like but that's how they, yeah, that's that, how they look at it it. it. it makes no sense to me. Like when people get aggravated, they're like, ah, he killed me too fast. I had, it's like, he, he killed you. You're dead. You're going to die at least 10 times this match. So at least. at least 10 times. At least. And now fat and now even more because you, the TTK is faster. Yeah. It, it, it's not even about getting good. It's not even about getting good. It's just, I, I just find it funny. Don't get me wrong. In my old, listen, in my me. old age, my, my gonna reaction go, time. Gonna go, they're going to go full-blown apeshit because you can't stop any money anymore, right? The Titan's going to be running full speed the whole time, right? Right. You, There's you, no more corner shots because you're running at them the whole time. You would have to and the minute he peeks around the corner, yeah. it's either shotgun to the face <laughs> or right. shoulder charge. Right. And I'm going to just keep on running. Right. And just keep on running. Right. That's <laughs> it. You know? So like you're you're never going to peek a corner. Or you're you're going to worry. You're going to worry every time you're going to be far from corner. Because you don't want to get caught. What I am excited about in the game is that you can play, but minus the 40 power level thing, right? Where I can't play with you if I'm 40 levels higher than you. Minus that, I'm happy that you that you can play the game how you want because no matter where you go in the board, you're always going to get something. Like if I do a lost sector and get the thing at the end, I'm going to get a reward that's one point higher than whatever I'm at. So if I have an all-to-rifle, it's at 380. It's going to drop at 381. Right? That's what they say. I don't know if it's going to happen, but they say you're constantly going to go up. Okay? And I'm okay with the slow the slow progression. Right? I've been saying this whole time how they fix it is if, let's say you, you do a mission, let's say my auto rifle, there's an auto rifle I want to get and it's on EDZ. Okay? I'm a, I'm a 399. I want to get to 400. I have to go to the EDZ. There's an auto rifle that's going to drop that I want. It'll be 400. So boom. I go there. Get my auto rifle, 400. Then I want to get my scout rifle worked on. I know where a scout rifle is. I go get that, boom, 400. And I go 400, 400, 400, 400, 400, 400, 400, 400. Rinse and repeat. I can go to the lost sectors. I can go to the adventures. I can go to the strikes. I can go. I hope it's as good as what they say it's going to be. Otherwise, same thing. Because before, it's like the only thing that you're playing to level up is the raid. The only thing you're doing to level up is, is trials. The only thing you're doing to level up is the weekly nightfall stupid here's a hundred levels but we're only going to give you five right here's a hundred levels look at this giant open world game that you you played for half a second but yet here's the three objects that we're going to give you and you have to run these things a thousand times over i should be able to run public events a hundred times or if i want to i run adventures a hundred times or if i want to do strikes i should be able to do what i want with my time in your game that's it that's it and i think that's the the last story i don't have any other uh we're right on about seven minutes, seven minutes short. You guys have any questions in the, in chat? Gonna, you have a question about any of the things we've discussed or a game coming out? It's turning into COD kill respawn. Risk, it, it, it might, it might actually be, it might actually be sugar. Did you play, did you play D one sugar? Did you play D one? Do you remember how quick it was to kill people in D one? Um, yeah. So do you remember how, when, when you played the smaller maps, and you and and it wasn't control. It was just the I forget what the mode was called. It was just battle. It was yeah, just no. Like, it was not was the control, but you know how fast it was. It was so fast and furious because either you either you were trying to throw a grenade, or you were trying to get a shotty in, and that was it. That's all the time you had and punch because everybody was like running into rooms on purpose and going ape shit. Like that's how it's going to be again, and the crying will commence. Uh, Sugar, a couple of weeks ago, about a month, month and a half ago, when Bungie announced that they were, um, they had a contract with the overseas, 
with the company and so they can make their own games. Uh, I said a couple a couple shows ago that I believe that Bungie is going to finish up what they're doing with the game right now, and then they're going to sell it. They're going to sell the IP to they Activision. They want nothing to do with it. They're going to sell the they're going to sell the IP to Activision, and then Activision is going to turn it into the next Call of Duty type game because Call of Duty is stale, right? It's stale. It's around like what twelve years, fifteen years, whatever the hell it is. Okay, they need the next type of game and they saw destiny and they're like this is the game that we can make like call of duty right think about what they could do to destiny after destiny 2 and destiny 3 and destiny 4 and destiny in a different realm and destiny it's a constant thing that they can do where now they've established the eververse they have the the microtransactions in there they have the pvp with the pve so you constantly always have to keep up and play their game and and, and kind of meld both together They've, they've done this very strategically. So Activision has pushed Bungie to the point where Bungie, and this is me speculating, this is 100% speculation, but they're going to sell the IP, give it off, okay? And then Activision with their new studios, okay, is going to take it and then run with it for the next 10 years, 15 years after Bungie's gone and they're making a different game, right? I think they're making mobile games, right? And they're going to be making, they're, they're going to make a game that they wanted to make but now because of this new contract, they're actually going to be able to do it because they don't need anyone else to publish it for them. They're going to be their own publisher, and that's why they did this deal. So that's what we talked about about a month ago on one of the podcasts. Um, where do babies come from? Well, a little stalk comes and gathers it from the cloud and then brings it down to you, and that's how babies are made. Um, Doom Eternal is just Doom 2 Remake. Yeah, I mean, we have we have no— Thank you, Atomic. We right. have— Somebody else is it, old enough to remember. It's like, just, I've played Doom already. Yeah, I've played Doom it. It's better has, graphics now. Doom has been and gone. Yeah. That's one of the reasons I won't I won't play it. Um, I'll watch someone play it. I thought the Doom 1, I think Doom 1 was 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 good. It was a great, great story. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, it was fun. It looked good. It looked good. I've already done Doom, though. I don't need to do them again. I don't need to do them again. Any news on Red Dead 2 or Ace Combat 7? Ace Combat 7, I have no info uh, for you. Red Dead 2, they just showed the trailer uh, last week, and we I think we went over it last week. They showed it. There was no new trailer that came out that I know of or any new uh, information on Red Dead. Uh, only speculations and stuff like that. Oh, no, they did a good job. Like I said, I thought it was, I thought it was a great game, but I've, like, I've already played Doom. Like I don't want to play Wolfenstein and Doom. You know, twenty years after I've already played the the original ones, I'm I'm good. the the new The new cult, the new the new uh, gamers that come up and play it, have fun with it. It's a, it's a good game. Uh, let's see. From the universe, so is the new Doom on Game Pass a different game than Doom 2016? No, I don't think the new Doom is going to be on Game Pass. Maybe it is. It's it's Bethesda. Maybe it is. I don't know. Duke Nukem taught everyone a hard lesson. They pulled Warhammer 40k and made the Doom fucking guy ridiculous big. <laughs> I beat the Doom 2016 six times in study hall. Nice. I think Doom is coming to uh, Switch. I think that's it's also coming to Switch. I believe they uh, officially announced that. <clears throat> <laughs> <coughs> I, I never played it never played it 
Never played it. 20. Um, Sarge, what are we playing tonight? Are we playing something tonight? I don't know, man. If you don't want to play, I'll just play No Man's I, Sky. I, I, I don't, don't care. Know. Honestly, I, I'll be honest, man. I don't know. All right. Well, if you don't, like, want, to, if you don't like, want to play like something. I, like, I have a little bit of an inkling to play, like, a Battlefield game. Just because I know I'm not going to play four, probably. Five, but I don't five. I don't want to play, or five, I don't want to play with just the two of us. I want a full squad. All right. Does anybody own Battlefield 1 on the Xbox? Anybody own Battlefield 1? I know Tempest does, but he's going to bitch about it because he sucks at it. But he, he'll, he'll play with us. <laughs> if, if, you own, if you own Battlefield 1 and you want to squad up with us, we have two spots left. Me and Sarge. Or wait, there's five people or four people? I forget. There's five people. It's five. five it's five people. It's one. Right. I mean, I do, and I do. Right. He's got it, and he's going to bitch about it, so it's okay. Um, so if you guys want to play, we'll play a full squad uh, on stream. We'll play a full squad. We'll play from, uh, from 10 o'clock to midnight, so we'll play two hours. Uh, your bitching is fun? Yeah, it is fun. That's why we invite you to, to, to come and play. Uh, so if you guys want to play, uh, we have two more spots. If Tempest is in, we got two more spots for Battlefield 1. If we have four, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. So that's what we'll do. Uh, that's the end of the show. That's the episode 139 in the can. Appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, next week is episode 140. If you guys missed any part of this broadcast, we'll be uh, posting this later on on YouTube. It will be a podcast by Saturday on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. So if you haven't watched the shows or listened to them or listened or gave a review on the uh, the podcast version, please Go to the podcast. If you've listened to every single one of these live, go to the podcast. Review the podcast, please, because the more reviews we get, the more we get pushed up on the rankings, and then it will actually get featured, and then more people will come in, and then we can actually, you know, uh, you know, buy a drink with the with the amount of revenue that comes in. We can buy a soda or or something, maybe a bottle of water um, from from Walmart, but. Please give it a please leave a review. Sugar hasn't played in two months, so we got potato aim coming. Oh, it's that's fine. That's fine. We play radically whenever. So those of you that missed the show, Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Appreciate you guys coming out. Don't go anywhere. Not ending the stream, just ending the show. Um, make sure you follow Sarge at Sarge McCluskey. <laughs> <laughs> Um, don't follow, don't be anywhere near Tempest Sugar. Find, Trust us. Find, find uh, Sarge McCluskey on Twitter at Sarge McCluskey. Follow me on Thirty and Still Gaming and Twitter. Follow the show at Gen underscore X underscore Gaming. Uh, and that's it. Appreciate you guys coming out. Take care. Take care, guys. See you next week. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.